performances by yours truly and uh of course our guest on today's show uh Noswad Irvi Dawson welcome in thank you boys it's a pleasure to be on the show been itching to get on since you released it and I'm really glad to be here you know Jack uh Telford claims to be the pod's biggest fan but as far as I can tell Dawson's always the first one to listen to the full episode through I just have one question, Dawson. Are you ready to bring the electricity? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm ready. I know I came off of a loss, but I'm still positive about the boys. Let's get it. All right. Let's do it. It's it's, it's pretty great to have you on the show, um, especially after, um, you know, all these all these strays that you've caught and these direct hits um, throughout the the early start and um yeah i mean you've been definitely one of the the early darlings of 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 the show and uh i think i think honestly um you know after you got their flowers from jack i think we're all at pretty friendly terms but um with 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 tensions rising and and teams getting desperate i'm i'm wondering if you're building your allies and uh forming your enemies Definitely, definitely trying to build some allies with some uh, teams such as Will Tampke, trying to get in good graces with him, maybe make some trades down the line with him. I know he's not known for making many trades, but I was able to get one out of him like four years ago. So definitely trying to get on his good side. <laughs> I think if you if you hype up his Huskers, um just just talk about the merits of Big Ten West football. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think we can see a reinvigorated Tamke. But uh, I, I want to start with, with your game, uh, Dawson. We, we, we really saw, um, you know, I don't think it's any performance to sneeze at, but, you know, in your first loss of the season, uh, perhaps a, a chink in the armor of uh, this ally you were trying to make, uh, Tamke picks up his first win at the expense of your first loss, what do you think happened in this matchup? I think what happened in this matchup is just a few of my key players didn't have their average days or good days at all. Um, Kyler Murray, I mean, he didn't have a turnover in his game and passed for over 300 yards, but didn't have a single touchdown and didn't really get any work on the ground. I think that's some place where if he plays like he usually does, puts up a cool like 20, 25 points, Maybe I can pull off this game against Tampke. Um, Diggs, I mean, still put up a decent day, but was kind of non-existent in the second half. Um, yeah, but happy about my running backs performances in this week's 
um, slate, but wide receivers all kind of let me down. If maybe just one of them gets in the end zone for a touchdown and Kyler Murray has a better game, I'm 3-0. and So I'm not really worried about this week. I mean, three straight weeks putting up a, over 100 points. Like, there's nothing to be ashamed about. But, yes, Tamke did deserve that win after putting up the second most points in this year altogether out of every week and then losing um to to was it was it joe mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah he put up the second most uh probably like the third most for the entire season so far and joe just happened to put up more than that so definitely a much deserved win by will um but staying on dawson's side i mean um, you know, those, those dynamite wide receivers, I think fizzled a little bit, um, as we saw a slow, slow games all around the league. I think pretty much all your players took L's this week, um, which might explain it. Um, I like the, uh, the, the company loyalty to the chiefs, um, starting that, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't be concerned if I was, yes, my bench is not to, not the most desirable, but yes. Plus, you just traded away some depth. I mean, I like Rashad Penny, but, uh, oh. My RB3 is lacking. <laughs> yeah, you, um, yeah, you should give up some, I would, uh, yeah, you're, gosh, yeah, I would honestly look to trade Curtis Samuel for, but it's like no one wants to trade for a wide receiver for a running back, so it's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it definitely seems from from the, the wire that the uh, the running back market is drying up very quickly, um, or you could say heating up just with the with the options really dwindling. Yeah, I um I definitely think you're a plus team for like I think the trade in a bubble was really good for you. I, I still don't know how we're talking about not like a not not a nothing trade, but like just a it wasn't a blockbuster by any means. Um, I think it was, <laughs> it was a blockbuster. <laughs> um, yeah, but okay. it was, um, I think the bigger thing you just slept that on why I wouldn't yeah. do the trade is not because it's not like uneven. It's just cause your depth is just terrible right now. Like it's just, Ooh, it's rough. Like Robbie Anderson's terrible. Evan Ingram, he's terrible. Matt Breida is, you know, I would just throw him to the waivers. Like you, you got to do some work on waivers this this week, Dawson. Yes, for sure. Like the tight end position has been a struggle um, for a lot of teams um, this year. Uh, Dawson Knox, I think that he's going to still get more involved in the offense as the season goes along. He just got a big payday. Um but yes, the the tight end position for sure. But the running back market on waivers, non-existent. Yeah, it's, it's just it's terrible. Yeah, you're. I mean, I I had a hunch that Khalil Herbert wouldn't be on the waivers, but that that's like the big waiver wire pickup for this week. But he's uh rotting on Tommy's bench. So classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say this this humility from Noswad is is truly shocking. It's it's almost terrifying. Uh, I thought Noswad would come in here with a pump chest, 
just screaming, telling us that all of our all of our bad takes on him are just wrong, telling us he's going to win again. Um, yeah, I, really I don't know what happened. Like a, you, they're going to be so freaking po- tired of us winning. We're going to win some more. Like, <laughs> hey, 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 there's still time for this. There's still time. <laughs> but yeah, it's a humble approach. <laughs> didn't want to come on here and bust your balls right off the gate on your own podcast. Easing into it. Easing in. <laughs> All right, well, we'll take a look on the other side of the ball with uh, Tamke's team, which, um, I th- you know, I mean. I'm buying, I'm buy buying his team. I'm not buying week, Will. I think, um, even though I'm pretty sure Jack sold it, technically, at the during our segment. Um, uh, I, I think Will was absolutely due for a win, um, despite the difficult matchup. Um, we knew that Will's team was explosive, and um, is it time for <laughs> oh my Jack gosh. to send Will yet again? Jack's flower delivery service outlier. Uh, Zay I'm Jones outlier. pickup netted twenty points. Uh, Zay Zay Jones not match. <laughs> okay, match. look, Zay Jones shouldn't have been started. This or maybe week. Tampa I can just see that value it mark. A bad start. Like even though he got twenty points, I don't think this is Tampa believing in his guy. I think it's Tampke believing in a guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's a, that's kind of what I'm feeling. Man, but you sound like Paul George James telling Dave Lillard that was a bad shot. I don't thought care behind it. I feel, <laughs> Will just selected someone who had a cool name on the waivers and just happened to, I don't know, get a touchdown. But obviously, props to you, Will, for that. <laughs> shot in the dark um but you know as we all know uh a broken clock is still right two times a day so i'm still going to need to see some more consistency in the wide receiver two spot um especially with chris godwin and keenan allen doing mm. nothing um but honestly again if i'm will i look to trade honestly i'd look to trade one of these um stud rbs for like an great wide receiver too there is no reason he can't make he can't make his team just like <laughs> with one trade will can make his team undoubtedly the best in the league especially with lamar jackson having just an insane streak of two weeks right now like absolutely not Noswat, if if Will went to you and said, <laughs> "Wait, did you just McCaffrey say Christian CMC for Saquon Barkley?" Absolutely. Oh. Not. Yeah. You know, CMC was the uh, well, technically the number one taken person in this league, and um, you know no, he hasn't been amazing so far. But uh, you're Saquon you're not believing in Elfie the person they the call Iron Man before 2018. Hands down. And CMC, he's just as injury prone as Saquon is. Obviously, you know both of their track records in the past. Um, um, and it just doesn't seem like CMC is as, as involved in the offense this year. But I think that that's a good thing for his health, not them like trying to over overwork him because I think that's part of why he's had problems. But 
I think, I mean, I wouldn't mind having CMC over Saquon, but I, I'm just riding with my boy because you guys were shitting on him so hard after I took him in the second round. Well, then, Noswan, I guess this is a good time to ask. Uh, who currently would in fantasy would you take say... straight up for Saquon? No. Really? Really? Okay. All right. No. All right. John I, Taylor. I would, yes. I think I think Cooper oh. Cup is one of the guys that I would trade straight Cooper up. Jamal, Jamal but not Jamal. now since I would only have Cord, Cordero Patterson as my RB2. So. Okay. All right. And also, Nothing. knowing how Telford tries to trade in this league, it would be like, it would be like, uh, you'd, you'd be, there'd be some kind I of like, when he sent me back one, where you just, you, you don't want to get involved with Telford and my good players. And I was like, all right, I see how this is going to go. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, you know, Will, Congratulations. Welcome to welcome back to life. Um, I think we're excited to see where you go from here. Um, I think we'll continue to promote the agenda of just staying dynamic, staying staying good, not trying to uh not trying to believe that the good times are gonna last forever. Um and uh yeah, I think I think we can move on. Uh and unfortunately, uh again, it's uh my second loss in a row. Uh, it's been a while, guys. I two L's in this week league in a row. It's uh, it's it's, it's tough sledding, and uh, you know, both of these two L's I I totally deserved. You know, if 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 I score less than a hundred points in a week, then I I believe that if you score less than a hundred points and you win, you got lucky. If you score less than a hundred points and you lose, you just gotta take that L. And um, in this situation, um, it was a little disheartening. Uh, watching me slowly succumb. To Cambo, who has not lost a game in about eight months, uh, maybe more at this point. Um, he's like KU basketball and football, who uh, just he, he he cannot be stopped. And I guess I'm the question waiting is, for my opportunity. Um, who who will stop him? Who um, who are going to? Like, I don't, know. I don't think the team is uh, cigar. pretty good. He needs to. I'm not loving his RB2, but I don't think a lot of people in this league would say they love their RB2. Um, look, <laughs> uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Um, so I think... Hey, I love my RB2. is going to come down to quarterback play, right? So, like, a quarterback can win you your week, even though people don't <laughs> like to say it. Like, the quarterbacks aren't drafted in the first and second round because they're not important they're drafted there because theoretically there are 12 in the league where they can score above 20. now if that can't happen for uh anthony's team he might be sol but he, and plus he has the difficult decision of aaron Rodgers or Tua every week now so uh good luck with that one anthony um but let's look at let's take a look at his bench here um Obviously, great flex, like Christian Kirk in the flex is awesome. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to, like, Anthony keeps him next year. Like, I think he's running, I think he's running away with his keeper spot. Uh, 
Yeah, I would not want to be playing against True. Campbell right now. Mm. Got Amon Ra rolling. You got Jamal Williams just waiting to be played with DeAndre Swift out for the next few weeks. Um, he's absolutely rolling. I don't know. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm gonna look at the <laughs> schedule right now and uh, see what you boys are are running into. <laughs> running into an Italian sub, double meat. Tamki is up next. Where are we? Oh, that will be. A match yeah, but for the this Asian one should this one should be closer. The 2018 SGA presidential election. <laughs> I think we're all excited for that uh, one. No, but but in all seriousness, <laughs> uh, Conrad. Conrad, how did how did you feel about it oh. outside of Jamal Williams? Uh, um, you know, I think I I think I, think I had Cambo's him higher. Is just I I don't remember which of us rated him a little bit higher. I remember we had a slight disagreement at the start of the season, but this is this is teams that it's just like. All of the players that are supposed to be good have been good. And all the ones that he took dark throws on so far have been killing it. Um, again, I mean, Campbell hasn't been like by and far the best team, um, <laughs> even though he is now the only undefeated team. He, of course, chose to join Tuanon the week that uh, his little brother got hurt, the week that uh, the week that Tua was going against the best defense in the NFL and the Buffalo Bills, and uh, yeah. And Tua pretty much had the best-case scenario there. Somehow pulling out a win, and he still only scored 11.4 points. So, you know, Cambo's a guy, you know, I can always count on Cambo to give me a call at 11.50 a.m. Um, Central <laughs> Time uh, before the week starts up and just be thinking about his team. He's, he'll, he'll be eating that chicken farm at the sand trap. <laughs> right. Or he'll be Great sitting shot. on his back deck. Or he'll be driving <laughs> back from a Hogs L in Fayetteville. And he, he'll just be thinking about his boys. <laughs> he's oh, he's a this i mean hey we're we're about to have three straight episodes of hogs so we got to get the hog slider rolling right now um cambo's cambo's team is uh this is this is this is a team that <laughs> i mean i hope we're reverse jinxing him right now because as will said uh cambo won the league last year terrible like his team is good uh, definitely <laughs> let's play uh, team his fab is still but i some of the stats and he has played nobody that has scored a lot of points really he has the least amount of points against um he if he plays like a lot like he's just kind of gotten lucky with some of his matches every <laughs> week i think that's why he does not have um an l yet on his list but next week um he will be going <laughs> to play Tampke. Yeah, you, okay. Yeah, so that's going to be a good match. I think Tampke takes that one and hands him his first L. I am very excited to see how that matchup plays out, but I want to get to dunking on Conrad's team because for the second week in a row, Conrad disappointed. Um, you know, a little bit of a bounce back, but, you know, as someone who did bounce back and uh, finished off strong, I want to bring up some of the issues I have. So I think that Adam Thielen and Josh Jacobs getting an immediate starter was good. And I think it was also really smart that you didn't start Jerry Judy this week. However, um, I'm excited to see how the Alexander Madison plays out this weekend with Dalvin Cook probably coming back with 
um, the harness around his shoulder. Um, and I don't know. I think uh, rostering three tight ends right now is probably not your best bet. I'd be looking to dump one of those off. Um, on the waiver wire, and you know, see if you can get a sneaky. Uh, All right, so just behind I don't know, the Craig Reynolds pickup or something. Uh, I had some but issues there. The main Jack thing I wanted to talk about was team. what and, are your uh, RBs doing? A combined like, total like of eleven point six points. Or, uh, oh my god, that is just <laughs> so bad. Uh, and again, in theory, good matchups like Carolina and the Jets, both just like not great teams against the run right now, but like. Uh, I just do not think why, uh, I'm not it's going to be a good run for, for you, you for, uh, with those uh, two right now. I mean, I think Joe Mixon can come back strong, but a, as we'll get into later, trade. I just Glad do not believe in Kamara. Cordero Patterson, that won't last. Anyway. Um, well, had you started Cordero, it week, will you would have won, won. So uh, They tend to uh, use to go, uh, they, uh, they go to the best player on the team to score points. That's how you win football games, and he's the best player on the Falcons, so... I highly uh, doubt. Well, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and then probably uh, Cordero. But uh, yeah, the yeah. fantasy yeah. stud so, Kyle Pitts. Um, beyond that, um, yeah, I think Justin Herbert. I, that game in Jacksonville was insane. I actually, you know, the the honestly, I think the center of football intrigue right now is in Florida. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like, like, how good are they? What are they doing? What is it with Tom Brady? Like, I have never been a Brady fan, but I am honestly, um, I'm trying to appreciate this season as maybe his last now that we know that um, a physical end is, it has been reached at a, at a point. And, you know, we're, it's all just vanilla right now. But, um, hey, how, how do we know, how do we know what, um, look, like, how good the Buccaneers are? I mean, they could be a top five team. They, they could also be, like, a, just a very average team. I, I'm still trying to figure that out. Jacksonville. Can Jacksonville win their division? I think definitely. I think I think uh, most people kind of feel like they are, at the very least, have been the most impressive team so far. Absolutely bringing it to the Chargers this week. After last week, the Chiefs barely beat the Chargers, and we thought that was a product of two great teams. And then down in Miami, they, I mean, they're the only undefeated team left in the AFC. They look great. They haven't gotten undefeated by being bad teams either. They just beat um, everyone's September champion, the Buffalo Bills. So that is absolutely fascinating to me. Um, but uh, Justin Herbert uh, definitely performed like a guy with uh, broken rib, rib cartilage. Uh, that was honestly the start that I most regretted this week. Um, I considered picking up someone off the waivers like Gino. There wasn't a lot of good waiver pickups anyway. But, um, I mean, I, I watched five minutes of the game to start the game, and I was like, yeah, I don't know why I stuck with Justin Herbert just because of the talent, you know? Um, uh, Kamara and Joe Mixon, yeah, I mean, together they were projected to get 32 points, and they got 11 points. So, um, you know, aside from negative game scripts, I, you know, Mixon, like Leonard Fournette, continues to not be able to find the end zone. This was his first bad game um his other two games were great he just didn't get a touchdown i have no concern about mixon um kamara with the exact same injury as justin herbert um you know i i there's no way i don't start kamara um espn still has him as one of their can't drops untouchables so whatever well conrad that's the issue you know it's like obviously you can't start you can't not start kamara 
but you know, are you looking to pivot? Like, are you, are you nervous? Oh no. I mean, I, I personally think that, um, you know, I'll, I'll save the Camara talk for later on in this segment for my actual backing for this, but, um, I will continue to play Kamara. Obviously every player on my team is always, uh, I'm always open to hear it. You know, um, we don't believe in employee, employer loyalty on this squad. Um, we're all about just bringing titles home. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, been a been a frustrating start to the season, but um, I I believe in the talent of this team. I believe in the teams these people are playing on. They're all playing on very good teams. Um, I I really liked the Thielen and Josh Jacobs addition, um, and yeah, I I I'm just gonna have to see what we're gonna do with tight end. Um, you know, I'm gonna have to just keep being smart about my start decisions, and uh, I think time will be my greatest friend here. So yeah, not, not too concerned here. Noswad, what do you think? About your team, I think that your running backs, I, I'm not worried about Joe Mixon. He, he still hasn't gotten in the end zone yet, but the the production of yards on the ground, like he gets a lot of air time, a lot of screen passes, just, but I'm I'm really worried about Alvin like he had a fumble they gave Ingram the ball to get that rushing touchdown um, you know what's crazy is that when you picked Alvin in the second round I was punching air like I was so mad and I had to some quote-unquote settle for Saquon but now at the moment I'm really happy that it played out that way I mean famously Alvin and the Chipmunks delivered you your first title um we know what he has. We know who he is. Um, you know, if, if you're Metcalf, you believe Kamara's way past his prime. Um, I, I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, you, you don't want to be chasing the stars of yesteryear, Conrad. And you know, that's that's that, that's true. That's that's you're not wrong in that statement. Um, and Jack, I guess I guess speaking of that, um, your boys, you know, finished below the Mendoza line as well, but got the job done. <laughs> Is the, Mendo- is the Mendoza line 100 points? Oh, yeah. We all have different standards. Um, I, w- <laughs> I would have beat, like, around half the teams. I would have beaten Will, Frankie, you, Longboys, Metcalf, and uh, Ligum. Not the Empire, though. Not really. It was a really tight week, honestly. Like, a lot of people fell within, like, plus or minus 100 um, except for uh, you, Conrad. Um, but then Tamki was able to like edge everyone out because of the whole Lamar Jackson thing. Yeah, we can we can we can look at mine. Yeah. Um, you guys... So looking at your moving on, boys, um, I definitely think we're seeing a uh, a signs of underperformance early from Jonathan Taylor. I think it's funny though that ESPN put out a video called why fantasy managers should still be starting Jonathan Taylor. It's like, what fantasy league are you in where <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is an option? <laughs> it's me, it's me, my mom, and my dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, should I, who, should, who should I start as my running backs? Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley. Damn, they're all looking good so far. Um, no, I mean... I, I obviously that's 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 just comical. Um, but um, he's got Tyler Algier on his bench. He could have made a move there, put him in there. 
over JT. <laughs> You know, IBM Watson said that Tyler Algier had bigger boom potential this week. So (laughs) than Justin Taylor. (laughs) Oh my God! IBM Watson uh, uh, is a poor man's fantasy pros algorithm, Uh, and uh, you know it's a poor man one's own dog scale, Conrad. (laughs) It beat the it beat the greatest chess player in the world. So. Maybe you can beat some of the greatest fantasy minds in the world. Um, Jack, I think the two best parts of your week here were Damian Pierce's breakout performance and Kyle Pitts finally having uh, finally having the week uh, that you at least drafted him for. He wasn't remarkable, but very solid for a tight end, putting up 11 points. Um, you know, I think the one hurdle we'll have to see with Kyle Pitts, um, I mean, consistency is key, obviously, but getting in the end zone, I know that was kind of a, legendary stat last year that he just could not get in the end zone despite mm-hmm. the yards he was getting this year he wasn't getting in the end zone and he also wasn't getting yards but um yeah i mean this really looked like a turnaround um i i've i liked what i liked a lot what i saw out of those out of those two boys and um yeah uh joe burrow as well um you know with trey lance out and joe burrow with two horrible first games i know you were hoping to get something out of burrow or else you were just going to be an eternal streamer and he looks like he might be serviceable going forward. Yeah, I have. Um, I mean, if anyone wants to make a trade for Burrow, there, anyone's able to be traded. However, you know, I do think that I'm gonna. I'm not streaming anymore. Like I'm just. I'm riding it out with Joe Burrow. I like what I saw. I think the weapons can do it. Um, what I really wanted to talk about was, I, so, I think. My week goes a whole lot differently if my kicker, Greg Joseph, who I believe was number one rated going into this past week, doesn't lay an absolute dud (laughs) and only get four extra points, which obviously two of those were offset by missed kicks. Like if he hits those kicks, I am so golden this week. No, I'm soaring past the Mendoza line. I'm like just a happy boy so i am looking to pivot from greg joseph i do not like what i saw and i don't want to necessarily say that teams are figuring out justin jefferson because he is just that good but i don't know you just bracket him and then double cover you know yeah the, like the double coverage has been enough because obviously the vikings are necessarily killing offenses uh when jefferson's double covered so they had to figure that out, but um, yeah. Uh, Plus, you can also um, like you just if you blitz Kirk Cousins and not and don't give him time in the pocket, then they can't get the crossing routes going. Which Justin Jefferson, because he is just such a good route runner and he's so fast and can high point the ball at just like an elite level, he doesn't get those money throws anymore. Where it doesn't matter who's throwing it to him, he can get open on a crossing route. But like. Oh yeah, it's just not looking good for Jay Jets right now. But talking more about me, I am excited about those two people right at top of my bench, Mike Evans and Chris Olave. Why didn't you start the Eagles defense? That's my main question. Like you picked um, them up off of the waiver or they weren't even a waiver wire pickup, but you picked them up to leave them on your bench usually you pick up a defense to play them that week that's my main well 
That is embarrassing. I, I have a really good response for you. It's because I picked up the Eagles after the Thursday night game in anticipation of their cupcake schedule coming up. Oh, but so, like, yeah, I couldn't play them. No, I just I just got rid of a I don't know who was at the bottom of the bench. Probably just some like rando yeah rando wide receiver. Oh wait, no, I think it was uh, Jared Goff that I dropped for the Eagles. It's a good drop. <laughs> Yeah, Chris so, Olave is a very. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a very good wide receiver. I think that at the end of the year, he finishes as like a guy that you could consider a wide receiver, like low end wide receiver too. He just gets a lot of targets, a lot of volume. I mean, Mike Thomas. Hopefully that. Hopefully he's okay. But he exited the game in the second half, which opened even more targets for Olave. So I really I like think, that guy. I think, first of all, Ohio State connection there between Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. Yes, sir. And second of all, I think both of them benefit from each other. You got Olave on the deep ball, and you got Slant Boy doing his thing running slants. And so, the red zone, man, yeah. Yeah, the, they both have big red zone potential. I've loved what I've seen out of Chris Olave. His target rate is insane, especially if Jarvis Landry decides to miss time along with Michael Thomas. I think he's a smash play every week, and I hate to bring it up, but got to go into deeper statistics. His air yards is just absolutely insane. Right. If he can hit on, like, two of those deep bombs from Jameis. Got 500 because, yards. Yeah, no, he's just – he. Winston loves the arm punt. He loves just sending it deep. So I'm really excited about this team. I'm dropping the Browns defense because I just can't stand them. And I'm really excited to start the Eagles defense because they are looking really, 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 really good. Best defense in the league, in my opinion. Secondary, they got Bradbury, Slay. Like, they they just have the best cornerback duo in the league. And no quarterback or wide receiver wants to see them on Sunday. Plus, because their offense is so good, that's a well-rested defense. They can just ground pound it the entire game. And then they're fine. It's pretty funny how Jack's team is just such a reflection of his fantasy philosophy. I think he has like one player here, Mike Evans, that's over the age of 25. Um, just so many young guys. <laughs> so many sophomores and juniors. These guys are... You can't be, you can't be chasing yesteryear's points, Conrad. you got to look towards the future. I, I, know. Uh, I guess that's, that's why Jack will always be the bridesmaid. Um, <laughs> um, AJ Dillon well, and Aaron Jones going head to head against each other this week in the league. Um, they're both in A showdown for the ages. Um, that, and I beat him out by 0. 0.6 points, Conrad. <laughs> Dishay, I grouped him in with Dawson after the first week because we ranked them both. <laughs> they're both league legends. They're both K State boys. They both have had their trials and tribulations. Um, uh, but um, Dishay right now, um, I think it's time for a rebrand. I'd like to see a new team logo, um, maybe a team name that accepts his team's current state. Um, uh, some, some humility, uh, or else he will be the, the Dallas Cowboys um, forever living in the past as his team has not made it to an NFC Championship game since the early I... 
I don't know what you're doing if you're DJ. I mean, the DJ Moore thing sucks. I'd probably just start. I honestly, I would put DJ Moore, swap him with Brandon Ayuk just for some bigger potential. Honestly, Kenyon Drake shouldn't even be on his team at this point. And obviously, you got to be starting the Broncos. But I'm looking at starting Trevor Lawrence next week over the GOAT. How do you guys feel about that? Absolutely. I think the Jaguars offense is just so unique. They have two great running backs. Um, they have the GOAT, Zay Jones. Um, I, I, I really think that the new head coach went in there and just set a new tone for the entire team. I, I really like the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence under the new head coach. Who is their head coach, Dawson? Not it's Urban the Meyer. old Ra- It's the old Raiders head coach. I forget nope. his name. Nope. <laughs> I thought it was. No, no, it's Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. No, he Former, was the yeah. Eagles. Eagles head coach. <laughs> yeah, I like. I like what it, I like what they're doing there. Sorry to put you on blast, Dawson. But. Oh, you're good, but you, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know that I'm just so involved in the Jaguars uh, <laughs> Very f- big fan of them. Yeah, but with with Diche right now starting Dominic Fike at tight end, um, just, <laughs> you're not look very are not looking very nice with it. Um, you know, I would, I would like to see something insane happen at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess I guess looking elsewhere to uh, to some other teams uninvolved in tonight's recording. Uh, Kissler versus Metcalf, um, pretty ugly game, all things considered. Um, you know, you got uh, Metcalf's boys who have been popping off very strong. Metcalf's first ever two and zero start in a league. Uh, he comes out and has the worst performance of any team this league. Uh, something that was uh, definitely missed in in all the craziness this week. And yes, a big part of that was the Chargers defense scoring <laughs> negative six points. You gotta wonder <laughs> the coaching decision by Mr. Metcalf. Um, I mean, even if they had ten points, he's still like he's still not even dude. breaking ninety. So he's still a bad dude. Um, yeah, I don't know why he didn't start Terry. I would, I would have started Terry over over who? I don't know. I, who? Justin Jefferson? I don't like Clyde. Justin Jefferson? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, Justin Jefferson, you obviously play him every week, but... Meanwhile, Metcalf's sneaky ninth-round pick, Chuba Hubbard, absolutely blows away expectations. More, almost <laughs> his projected score of 0.9 with 2.5. That pick is looking better every week. An absolute statement week from Chuba Hubbard. Uh, <laughs> Just... <laughs> insane <laughs> and you know now with with deandre swift going on the mend um almost for sure missing this week and probably the next week um metcalf's rb1 right now is uh maybe clyde edwards alaire uh maybe you call it kareem hunt um he's definitely going to be playing with zero depth for the next um couple of weeks and uh it might not even be enough power on the starting roster to Continue the strong start he's had. Um, Noswad, what does Metcalf need to do right now with the situation he finds himself in? I think that Metcalf definitely has to ship one of his 
I, th- I think that I think that Metcalf is kind of fine. His his team just I mean the Chargers defense that's just tragic. Negative six points like that usually doesn't happen against like one of like respected defense like the Chargers. But like obviously you still got to play Justin Jefferson. You still got to play Drake London, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He he's playing this year like I expected him to play last year when I drafted him in last year's draft. Um, I think I think he's got to make some moves trade wise to to beef up the running back position after um, Swift went out. Kareem Hunt he had that one first week where he was vulturing touchdowns from Nick Chubb, but that's obviously not going to continue. And I think that Kareem Hunt's floor is higher than most running backs, but his ceiling is going to diminish over the course of the year. I think that he's got to make a trade, get another. RB, um, not play the Chargers defense. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I would never have guessed the Jags would make them have negative six points. But we saw Metcalf fail to move Hunt and London in that package, um, and now now he, he moves forward. Um, Drake London has a chance to obviously be amazing. He's been great so far, but he's gotta. He's really gotta be aggressive. Start hitting people up in text. Um, I think we're at a point in the league with how the running back situation is where everyone is so bearish about trading away their RBs to where it's like, you need something to happen um, like on your own. Like no one's just going to be gifting you a trade, especially with a running back involved. So Metcalf, go out there and do your thing. Um, but I'm not giving you any of my running backs. He's looking at an absolute hog coming right at him next week with a hungry 0-3 Frankie who we'll touch on later. So Metcalf needs to be alert because um, he very quickly might fall to 500 after next week. But Mr. Kistler, um, you know, not necessarily a, a great week, but it got the job done. Austin Eckler continues to severely underperform. Um, that, that uh, you know, I think you could look at either side of this. I guess this is, this is a good prop bet for you guys. Would you guys rather be in a vacuum buying Austin Eckler right now or selling Austin Eckler right now? Going ahead, do you think these? Do you think that you can sell him while he still has these 16, 15 point projections and he'll continue to put up less than 10 points a lot of these weeks? Or do you think that now is absolutely the time you want to be buying him because you think that these early starts are just an apparition? Much Honestly, rather be buying. I'll, yeah, I'm buying Austin Eckler. I think. Adam is one of the few people in this league that could afford to give up Austin Eckler for just a stud running back or a stud wide receiver, which honestly might need to happen because Brandon Cooks, he has the targets, but he has not looked the part. He's not so if you can move Cortland Sutton into wide receiver one, you keep Garrett Wilson, and then you could do something really cool with just an awesome wide receiver in your flex. And I think that'll just really bolster his team i mean especially i know he has deandre hopkins coming back but like he's pretty old you know like there's no guarantee that he comes back the same player as he is um and obviously i mean darnell mooney two-lane product love him but it's not his fault that his team's ass so he should probably be sent to the waivers and honestly i don't really know why he has marcus mariota on his team I got to ask Jack a question here. 
since he slandered my name for a month about this pick and i know that i took him a little early but would you if you were if, if you were kissler would you accept a trade for austin eckler if i traded you michael thomas straight up no um especially with the recent injury i would not um do Hell that no. yeah you're a little delusional if you're doing that sorry buddy um, if I'm honestly, you would have to give up. Probably you would have to do not Diggs. Uh, Diggs is worth Austin Eckler plus another Austin Eckler. Well, yeah, I mean, you would just you would have to give up Michael Thomas, and then probably I would say Curtis Samuel, and then I maybe consider it maybe. Oh, but like, you definitely have to give up someone just besides Michael Thomas, like maybe Pepper Rashad Along Maybe. with Michael Thomas, I would never give up think, two stud wide receivers think, for a running back who um, can underperform. Yeah, but like he's underperforming in the sense that he hasn't had touchdowns. Like nine point three points from Austin Eckler is like very doable. Like you can win with that performance. Oh, absolutely. It's yes. so, like it's more so coming from the fact that he's not getting goal line carries, which is obviously scary. But we also all know that. Touchdowns regress to the mean, typically. It's more so based off of offensive potential. And obviously, I don't think we should look to last week as, like, how the Chargers are going to look moving forward. Oh, yeah. But not, not, not whatever Austin Eckler scored over, a little over nine points, like, in a week where the offense just completely struggled, like, that's a very solid outing. Yeah, I don't think you can be mad at that by no. any means. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking to buy Austin Eckler, um, yeah. just because he is so amazing. Like he's just so fun to watch. He is like so elusive. He's like Darren Sproles on crack. Like, oh my god. And he's actually getting carries. He's not a gadget player. Cannot sleep also on Mark Andrews, who has had two monster weeks. The best tight end in fantasy. Everyone outside of Kansas City was kind of expecting that this year. Um, you know, he is an absolute uh, advocate for the for, for people living with diabetes. And um, yeah, I mean, he's he's he he's out there right now. Um, uh, uh, this Kissler team is scary. Look, I'll say it: Kissler and Cambo, two teams you do not you do not want to be playing right now. Um, as Adam tries to figure out his QB situation. Um, you know, maybe you could sneak in a, a good wide receiver and a good quarterback for Austin Eckler. Um, and, uh, yeah, you have some teams that are really – this might be an AFC West arms race type of situation. Um, looking forward to the next matchup, Telford versus Tommy <laughs> Tommy finally set his lineup this week. Um, I know a lot of people are excited about that. Um, and then Jacoby Myers uh, was inactive. Twenty, uh, I believe that was an hour before kickoff. And that was just too little time for Tommy. So Tommy, for, for the second week in a row, plays with an inactive player um, and uh, does not – turn out the performance that you you want um i was just gonna say his bench put up more points than his team 
Oh. Oh. That is a crazy statement because he has no quarterbacks on his bench. Oh, yeah. I mean, Khalil, Khalil Herbert definitely helps, plus like Amari Cooper. And, and Ramondre. Oh, my God. He could have been the number one scoring team this week. If yeah, he, his bench put up mad points. That That's is what insane. I'm saying. That is insane. Oh, my God. Why did he start Jacoby Myers instead of Amari Cooper? Oh, God. There, uh, it's, it's what we've been saying about Tommy this whole time. Now he's 0-3. He is remaining in the cellar. Um, and, uh, you know, you have to just be hoping for the best here if you're Tommy. And I, I, I think the best is, at this point, it's got to be, um, you know, just being alert and, um, you know, just playing the right talent, um, playing guys that, uh, you know, just the right start decisions. And no point was Jacoby Myers the right start over Amari Cooper. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't have too much more to say about Tommy's team, although if Dalvin Cook misses this week, you can bet on him being in Tommy's starting lineup. <laughs> it's like whatever you should do, Tommy, just it goes out the other year. Like it's just not. Um, Telford, who uh, has rebranded into Mad Trash Pod's number one fan. Um, Telford, after catching Stray after Stray, finally had enough of it. And um, yeah, I mean, Telford's fulfilled his week one promise of being more active in the in the chat. And I think we've seen that of Telford. It's a it's a different Telford. It's a it's a scary Telford. It's a Telford that we've been warned about for years. Um, and now it's a it's a two and one Telford that is batting at fifth right now. So um, you know, again, this is a team that we always gave it gave its flowers to. It is performing about as good as we expected. Um, I guess uh, since we know Telford's gonna be listening to this part, probably skipped ahead to this part actually. Uh, you got any message for him, Jack? Can the timestamp this? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll timestamp it when I get to editing. Um, love you, Telford. Uh, have fun drinking your Corona and lime now that you're on chill guy mode. I don't know. You got a great team here. Um, but the thing that I'm looking at is that you didn't have any star players except outside of Matt Prater, but you still scored 100 points like you didn't have any crazy booms by any means but you still were able to like pretty well outscore the rest of the league this week in a week where a lot of people weren't doing like super well plus like your bench is very good right now like outside of the last two people i would love to see this bench like with Telford's only bad performance of the week being george kittle which is a tight end that you never even have to worry about. It. You can always be starting him. So, yeah. I mean, credit to where it's due. Um, you know, when it comes to the timestamps, I think Telford's going to need um, about five of them to hear all the key parts. So, I mean, maybe he's going to want to skip over this part. But um, I, I, I am a little concerned here about um, about Telford's whole flex situation. I mean, he's played. Fortnite flex, but his true flex is Tony Pollard. Um, I mean, I watched that Cowboys game. If if you want to play, if you want to ride the Pollard train, you can. They clearly have him in half the snaps. Um, but it, it's really how much do you believe in the Dallas Cowboys? If if you think that they can be uh, a team that's just lighting the league on fire with Cooper Rush with his hair on fire, um, then sure, play the Cowboys second string back as your flex. 
But, um, you know, really, I think with Telford's team, uh, you have to play studs here, Telford. Uh, you, 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 you got to show it more, you know? Uh, I, I did Derek Carr leading the charge. It's not going to get it done for me, you know? Come playoff time, it's it's not it's not going to be there. Tony Pollard, I would really never feel – he was some guy that I stashed on my bench, maybe played him once last year. Obviously, he's getting a lot more carries and field time this year. But after next week against Washington, I would he would be on my bench against the Rams and the Philadelphia Eagles. Like he's going on the bench after next week. Mm. Yeah, I think that's valid. Uh, Jack, are you buying or selling in a vacuum, Nick Chubb, right now? I'm buying, baby. I think the Browns look pretty good, actually. Um, so you think Nick Chubb, who is currently the number one running back in fantasy, is playing below his ceiling right now? I'm playing below his ceiling? Well, yeah, because I'm saying, are you buying or selling? I'm buying him. So Do I get... <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I like Nick Chubb. It's, no, it's stocks terms where it's like. Oh, in stocks Nick terms? Uh, oh, then I guess selling. Yeah, because uh, yeah, okay. he's doing so well. <laughs> or, or, or are we holding Nick Chubb? <laughs> I'm holding Nick Chubb. Yeah, I'm, hold, I'm holding right now. Holding just with the current, from the current state of economics, of, for the current economy of running backs right now, you got to hold on to your life. Like. Yeah, you gotta you gotta hold on hold on to Chubb in this situation. Like he's got he's got a lot of. I mean, Leonard Fournette. I'm a big fan of playoff Lenny. Uh, Tony, that's the only one where I'm kind of iffy on. But then again, he can always throw in a wide receiver in the flex and then just play Fournette and Chubb. But but his wide receivers are insane. Like, that's the thing that we got to realize about Telford's team. His wide receivers are really good. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure why he didn't just move Leonard Fournette into the RB2 slot. And then, personally, I'm putting Alan Lazard in the flex. Like, I think Alan Lazard is way – like, his ADP was way lower than it should have been, in my opinion. Looking ahead to the final matchup of the week, we had um, in one of the biggest tragedies of the week, Frankie, who's been fighting tooth and nail every week, falling to 0-3 against the upstart Mr. Russell, coming off of uh, the second strongest scoring performance of all teams last week, puts up another solid performance, um, beats out... uh, 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 It was actually the uh, third... Conrad, uh, Zach Telford edged him out by half a point. Uh, okay, well, we can cut this part, but I thought, I thought this year... <laughs> I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it in. I thought Joe's last week, he scored a shit ton of points more than anyone except for Metcalf's first week. That's what I was referring to. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. I was saying he was coming up. Okay. I think Will got off lucky this week. Honestly, he could have gotten beat way worse with Tyreek Hill only putting up 4.3. And, I mean, whatever he has at tight end. Logan Thomas, I didn't even know he was still in the league, honestly. That's true. Um, however, Hollywood Brown 
Hollywood Brown broke the Cardinals franchise record for most targets and tied the franchise record for most catches in the game. So um, even when Joe's scary chase and Tyreek combo don't explode, you still had an explosion at flex with Hollywood. Um, Jalen Hurts just undeniable at this point. I mean, he's still QB3. Um, I mean, I, I can't think of anyone I'm playing above Jalen Hurts. If, if I had access to any QB, maybe Lamar. But, um, I mean... Yeah, I'd probably go Lamar than Jalen. Um, and, and yeah, Zeke last night, you know, finally had a solid game. He got the touchdown in a in a pretty ugly game. Um, I mean, this is Noswad's. This is Noswad's boy. This is this is the guy that delivered one of the best moments of Noswad's life, where he just ran home and upset Bama uh, uh, as as the four seed in the CFP. Um, yes, sir. So uh, I I gotta ask Noswad, uh, are you going to be looking to pick up Zeke from Joe? I could actually see myself potentially in the future trying to make a trade for Zeke. I think that last night on that one big carry that he had, it didn't it didn't seem like he was slow. He looked like rookie Ezekiel Elliott last night and that's really really refreshing to see after I've been get like getting hit with strays from even people that aren't in the fantasy league. Like, oh yeah, your boy looks slow. Like Tony Pollard should be the starter. I think that there's still a committee, and that Tony Pollard is the up and coming, and eventually will take the reins from Ezekiel Elliott as the lead back. But Zeke is still a freak, and he's a great running back. I love I love Ezekiel Elliott, but not as an RB one, more of an RB two. Joe's win still coming with a major asterisk as he has Deshaun Watson on the bench, um, just just a a, a, sh- a shroud over over a, and 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 an otherwise very good team. Um, and then um, Mr. Frankie, just uh, you know, he had the big Jeff Wilson Jr. pickup. He had a serviceable performance. His keeper Derrick Henry was an absolute bell cow. C.D. Lamb, amazing performance. Michael Pittman, uh, you know, we built the city. Um, but, uh, you know, just a bunch of – I'm sure Frankie could not believe looking at David Montgomery uh, with a juicy Houston Texans matchup in a game that the Bears won, putting up 1.1 points and the early exit uh, as Khalil Herbert fills in and gets like 30 points in his replacement. Um, is, is Frankie's team cursed? I think it is. I think it's because he's the closest one of us to being married. <laughs> I think I think that consistent girlfriend stuff is just putting him it's you know, it's it's a punishment from God, you know. You have a fiance, so now you have to suck at fantasy football. So I don't know. Sorry Frankie, but them's the breaks. <laughs> The punishment for being in a happy relationship. Will Frankie make Do you think he's like trying to start players on like how cute they are now that he has a serious relationship <laughs> and is about to get married? Yeah, I I think that Frankie inherited uh Pitzel's team and uh as far as I can tell refused to change the logo of Zach Attack 
And I think until he sheds that logo, I think his team will remain a basement dweller as Pitzel once did in his spot. Um, yeah. We got to get rid of these just helmet logos. We're better than this. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, just the generic logos in general. Yeah, helmet logo versus helmet logo. Two thumbs down. Yeah. Come on, guys. We're better than this. I feel like we don't give Joe enough shit for not being active in the group chat. I don't think I've seen his name pop up like yeah, one we should, time. Yeah, we should give Joe more shit. Yeah. Hey, Joe, yeah. you. <laughs> like, I, I honestly, yeah. <laughs> I think the last time, he didn't even say anything. He just like, when you guys first came out and said that we're starting this podcast, here's the first episode, he like liked the message. And I was like, he's, he's still in here. <laughs> Joe, we want to hear from you. We need your we need your uh, KU football takes. Yeah, you know what, Mr. Russell? When the Jayhawks go eight and zero after beating Oklahoma, we'll have you on the podcast. Um, so that wraps up our recaps of the matchups. Um, not much trade news. Um, there's definitely Metcalf's big announcement today that he is just vaguely looking to trade a wide receiver for. <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta reach out, man. <laughs> it's a very classic move. Uh, just being like, uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the two classic fantasy moves are just seeing if someone wants to trade your second or third wide receiver for a top tier running back, or asking if someone will accept two bench players for a starting player. Uh, definitely seeing the latter of that. But um, you know, uh, Mike Evans, Jack, is he still on the trading block? I could be if anyone uh, really is feeling him. Um, honestly, I kind of I'm a little I'm a little bad ish position right now because my boys are honestly too deep. I have um, Mike Evans and Chris Olave who both my boys are too good. Kind of they're kind of must starts this week. So if anyone really is a uh, Wanting to trade for one of my wide receivers, um, or maybe like a package thing, I would be down. Um, How about George Pickens with his Himothy catch? I I think George Pickens is a hold right now because I don't think you can sell him for anything, and I don't think he's worth buying. However, um, it's a tale as old as time, right? It's just these rookie wide receivers who are obviously freakishly talented, had the draft capital behind them. He was a high second round pick. So it's really going to come down to quarterback play and just getting used to the system. But obviously what we saw from him this past Thursday was pure insanity. That catch was insane. That's why you drafted him. And it's a shame that they have Mitch Trubisky throwing him the ball. Yeah, I do not buy the quarterback situation in Pittsburgh until we are to see Kenny Pickett, if he does get an opportunity to play. But George Pickens, he's really just a guy that you have to sit on for a while. I mean, after three weeks, he hasn't even accumulated 10 points overall. Like, you can't play this guy or sell him or do anything with him, really, other than drop him or keep him on your bench. I could throw him some extra points with league manager tools for – his sick catches, though. Um, yeah, <laughs> for the Odell kind of type. Catch. His dog value is off the chart after his last week. This this brings us to uh, our final segment on the show today. Uh, welcome to Fantasy Court. Now, Jack, that's where you put in music. 
I'll, Connor, and I'm not putting in music. Uh, Jack, that's where you put in the music. Uh, I'm leaving in this specific part. I'm not. Bing bong. Judge Noswad, thank you for joining us for <laughs> this for this hearing for uh, uh, a crime has been committed tonight. Uh, a crime? Yes. Uh, Let's go. As, as the as the prosecutor, I want to bring forth charges against Jack Spencer for his claim that. Or Daryl Patterson will finish higher than Alvin Kamara. I charge him with blasphemy. That is absolutely insane. That is a recency bias and a general pea brain fantasy IQ that I, I cannot begin to fathom. It makes me embarrassed to be sitting next to Jack right here in the studio. And I, 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 I want to see this man put away for a long time. Throw away the key. All right. I, okay. Yeah, th thank you for bringing this accusation to trial, Conrad. Um, I think that you are chasing yesterday's paper. I really think that Alvin Kamara obviously is an amazing player, but I think his best days are behind him. And if we're going on tape, Conrad, I think Cordero Patterson looked like, dare I say, a top three running back in the league. <laughs> I I'm putting it down. I maybe it's the uh Seahawks bad defense, but he looked amazing. He's six two, runs with just the force of a thousand wins. He is so good. Um but honestly, I'm not saying he's gonna be a top twelve quarterback. It's more so like just how much I think Alvin Kamara is going to fall off this year. Mainly, not, I think he's just, <laughs> it's the fact that he's A, already gotten injured, which sucks, obviously, and B, Jameis Winston hates the dump off. It's why Chris Olave is just such a smash play this year. It's because of the deep ball. Jameis Winston refuses to take his check down. That's where Alvin Kamara gets his bread and butter. He's not going to get 30 carries a game. He, you're looking for like 10 receptions, which obviously being in a half PPR league is awesome. But I don't know. I just don't think he can get it done this year, mainly from the fact of his offense and he's already gotten injured and the Saints in general just do not look good. Uh, Judge Noswad, please strike uh, Jack's claim that Jameis Winston does not check down from the court docket because Alvin Kamara, week three, uh, yeah, he had two catches, but he had eight targets. Um, it, it was an aberration. It, it wasn't himself. Week two, he was injured. He was out. Week one, he sustained the injury. Um, we still haven't really seen Kamara yet. We saw we saw a, a weird game last week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, James Winston overthrew Kamara on an easy touchdown on a downfield target. Uh, but last year, Kamara caught 26 of 34 passes for a 76% catch rate and 10 yards per catch from Winston last season, uh, which is compared to what we've seen with Kamara with Breeze throughout his career. Um, yeah, but you're also like, this is this is, this is is nothing to lose, Jameis. He is has much, much better wide receivers now. Like, I don't think he needs to be taking the dump off every play. Look, Judge Noswad, what we've seen is the low end of Kamara's range of outcomes. Uh, Kamara had the bad fumble, which is just the eighth fumble of his entire career. Mark Ingram 
vulture the touchdown from him, uh, which, of course, is what you buy him with the Saints. But uh, I don't think this explains his struggle so far. I feel very good about him. Um, I'm not selling him to anyone because I know how y'all are valuing him right now. And, uh, you know, I'm glad Cordell could eat for us. But uh, I'm concerned it might be a bit inconsistent. Uh, he followed up his 22-carry week one with just 10 touches in week two. Um, and uh, are we going to see the same thing after 18 touches in week three? Um, it's a risk, and it's not one that I think you can bank on. And I am taking proven results of the 27-year-old, which is statistically still the prime of pretty much every running back's career, to the bank. Um, I will say, Conrad, that I would take Alvin Kamara over Cordero Patterson purely because of his trade value. Like, I do think he's rated higher at, over Cordero Patterson. I'm just saying Cordero has a better chance at finishing higher than a lot of people would like to believe because he has passed the eye test with flying colors. Well, Judge Irvy, you've heard our arguments. Um, what are you thinking? So I've heard both sides, and I'm going to take the bias of me now having Cordell Patterson out of the picture. Um, I still really love Alvin Kamara. I think that he is a great player. Um, I do think that his glory days are past him, not, not necessarily because of him, but just because of all the changes that have happened around him, like new quarterback. Um, new head coach, like things are different. I think I'd still take Alvin Kamara over Cordero Patterson, like just in your sense, because of the trade value, because obviously I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been able to trade for Alvin Kamara with Josh Jacobs and Adam Thielen. So that would never have happened. I, I do believe in Cordero Patterson fully to, be elite like at the least a top 10 running back at the end of the year with all the volume that he gets in that offense like I know that you're you were nervous and probably traded him away to me because you thought that the rookie Tyler Algier was gonna get more carries but the best (laughs) player gets the ball at the end of the day and that's Cordero Patterson he puts them in the he puts that offense in the best opportunity to win and you saw that this past weekend so I think not only Cordell Patterson will finish higher than Alvin Kamara, I think that the Falcons are going to just feed him the ball even more because they won that game. And I think after a win, when something works, you keep you, – you don't – I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Give the ball to the best player. It doesn't matter if he's 50 years old. Brady's still out there playing football, man. Like, he – I, I think at this moment I would take Patterson over Kamara, but Kamara, we have only seen him at his worst this year. And I think that at the end of the season, he's going to be right up there in the top 10. Well, the prosecution got a bad judge. Uh, <laughs> oh, Conrad. Jack, oh, these games we play. Uh, a gavel slam, the Judge Judy theme song. Um the Saul Goodman theme song, um, all that good stuff. Um, I'm not. I'm telling you right now. I'm not adding a gavel slam. <laughs> <laughs> but you will add a Saul Goodman theme song. Yeah, I'm adding the song. 
at it with like. Yeah, I'm gonna put it over my voice right there. I'll play it right now. Well, Joe Torby, despite your uh, liberal ruling uh, preventing the incarceration of Jay Spence, uh, I must respect your position as a high judge and two-time champion of the league. Uh, I must pardon Jack Spencer. (laughs) Well, Naswat, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Um, I know that, uh, you know, we definitely... We, we we definitely have seen a lot of maturity out of uh, out of your boys in recent years, uh, climbing back from a massive Super Bowl hangover. Um, I think we're excited to see where your boys go. Um, it's hard to root against your boys, and um, yeah, uh, I guess you have anything you want to say to the league. I just got to say, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I think that what you guys are doing is so cool. Like, I love that you create a podcast I've always like thought of something about doing that but just never never went through with it or had any experience on how to do it so I'm really happy that you guys are doing this for the league it's awesome well thanks Nelson it's a true labor of love uh as I'm gonna I don't want to speak for Conrad but that's my opinion you know it's just it's probably one of the this is one of the most fun things I do the fantasy football league but so it's nice to just like expand on it and give something that my boys can listen to during their lunch break. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, the kind words. Looking forward to you and D Shea launching your rival podcast, uh, <laughs> the Walking Wildcats, um, uh, premiering on FS1 next week. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. But this has been the Mad Trash Collective. We are looking forward to coming at you next week with our guest anthony Cameron, he will be discussing those exciting college football games for some reason on our podcast <laughs> that up. that will be uh arkansas will be upsetting bama and ku will be beating iowa state and michigan will be surviving iowa it will be a good week of college football we look forward to bringing it to you, uh, but for now, we'll close out with this. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright.